Hello and welcome to Books, the podcast, the only podcast about books. I'm Tim. Tom. And we're booksmen. I'm eating. Yeah. Which is the number one rule that a booksman should never do on mic. <laughs> well, not necessarily a booksman's rule. More like a person who's been podcasting for a decade <laughs> should know, don't eat on mic. Yeah, this might be the first time. Yeah, and I offered before we started, I was like, do you want to finish what you're eating? You're like, no. And then you <laughs> took a big mouthful of it instead. Yeah. Well, uh, that's the way I am. Not smart. Tom, uh-huh. look, I'm trying to become better. Okay. We're doing something a little different on this uh, next realm of books, the podcast. What do we call each book? A book? A season. Season? Yeah. Yeah. All right. This next season. Look, everybody voted on this. These seasons are short. They're from, they're seasons on another planet that goes around the sun real fast. Yeah. Or just has a lot of seasons in one year. Yeah, I guess. Sure. Who knows what happens on other planets? Pfft, certainly not me. The government. <laughs> potentially true. Yeah. When are we going to put a man on another uh, planet? Ask Elon Musk. I don't want to ask him anything. He's trying to send himself to Mars. Yeah, good riddance is what I say, right? I mean, the thing is, we we send somebody to, like, Mars. I mean, that's the thing about these moon conspiracies. Like, oh, we didn't land on the moon. If we land on the moon, how come we've never been back? Because there's nothing up there. Yeah, it sucks up there. It's just a bunch of fucking dust. Yeah, there's no... McDonald's. Yeah. We you know what? We sent a bunch of people a few times up See to the moon. See if there's a movie theater up there. <laughs> we said, <laughs> come back and tell us. We sent a bunch of people to the moon a few times. Every time it costs an insane amount of money and it's amazing that nobody died. I mean, people did die, die, yeah. But I mean, like during, you know, like Apollo 13, it's amazing nobody died. It's amazing nobody died on the way. So I think it was kind of like after a few times, it was like, we got to stop spending so much money and pressing our luck. There's nothing up there. We got shitheads bringing up, you know, golf clubs and golfing up there. Yeah. Bring up some garbage or nuclear waste. Put that up there. Well, they put their, they left bags of shit up there. Yeah, but they didn't bring them with them. In a way they did. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Apparently it was like a real, I mean, it makes sense that, uh, boy, it was not fun to shit in zero space. You had to, it was like a bag that kind of had like glue on one end and you just kind of had to like tape it to your butt. Glued a bag to your butt? Yeah. And then poop. And, you know, these capsules were like the size of a Volkswagen. So it was like, you couldn't like excuse yourself. It was just like. All right, guys. Well, I'm going to tape the bag to my ass and poop now. Uh, uh, it's going to smell real bad. Uh, There's no smells in space. <laughs> there are in the capsule. Um, let me ask you this. Uh, how long were they up there? Uh, like a week at a time? Psh, I could not eat for a week. Well, so some of them, no. <laughs> but some of them did try to like... Either not poop or like poop once, where it's yeah. like they didn't eat beforehand. That would suck if you went on the moon and you really had to poop. And you were just like, what oh. if you had diarrhea on the moon? Yeah, <sighs> a nightmare. And then everybody'd know, you know. Yeah, well, you'd make sure you didn't have diarrhea. 
you can't always make sure. That's the bad thing about diarrhea. I know, but like I think <laughs> Tim, most I've of the diarrhea trying... that you've had, you could trace back to like I made some decisions. That I've been trying not to have diarrhea to my diarrhea. entire life. No, you've done not... a bad job of it because I see you, you're like me. You, we we could be better about not having diarrhea. Well, I prey on it. All right, Tom. If you've got a better idea of how I can prevent diarrhea than praying to God that I don't get yeah, diarrhea, guess what? I'd love to hear about it. Improve your character, maybe. Become a more effective person. Okay. How would I do something like that? Read a goddamned book once in a while. Perhaps one by Stephen R. Covey, author of The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. So this is so, here in our the year of our Lord twenty nineteen, celebrating thirty years in publication and over thirty million copies sold. Uh is that just what it says on the cover, or is it actually thirty years? Did you check the original press? Nineteen eighty nine. Thirty years. Yeah. You got it. You got I did it my in research. one. What month was it published? Uh uh, it was published on August 15th, exactly 30 years ago today. Wow, and they had it printed up like this just for today? Hmm? They, yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, they sold this just this one day, celebrating 30 years. Tomorrow's edition will say celebrating 30 years in one day. Well, that seems very expensive to <laughs> Yeah, well, they sold all a these lot separate of printings. They, they have 30 million separate printings. One for every year. Yeah, one for every person in America. There are more than 30 million people in America. I'm not sure. Yeah, there are. Um, Nobody knows. They're doing a census soon. Then we'll know for sure. I believe that shit. <laughs> a bridge to sell you. I remember uh, like a census taker coming to take the census when I was a kid. Yeah. It's like, what the hell is all this about? <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's 1990 probably, right? Yeah. Yeah, it must have been. Uh, <laughs> you were what? Nine, yeah. I'm just like, what is going on? This guy, Dude, why are why you answering all these? Just send it in. I don't think they. I think they send somebody to your house all the time. Really? I think so. Did Something somebody like come that. to? We were roommates in 2010. Did anybody come to our door? I yeah, got maybe nipples. I'm... Can you milk me? <laughs> I never answered the door unless I was expecting a person or a package. Yeah, I never opened my door. No. I mean, nobody ever knocks. If somebody knocks on my door, I get scared. Like the teacher's coming to yell at me. Uh, the first Saturday of every month uh, in my apartment building, uh, like an exterminator comes mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and uh, they ring the doorbell sometimes like Saturday, like pr not super early on Saturdays, like maybe like 9 a.m. So it's usually like when I'm sitting on the couch, like having a coffee and like it's and very, nice. <laughs> very quiet. And then all of a sudden, like, bing bong. I'm like, oh, my God. Like, makes me leap out of my skin. And then I just have to be perfectly quiet. You don't have the exterminator come in? No, because I got a dog. I don't want him putting poison uh, all yeah, over my... Like, if I had bugs, sure, I'd yeah. be like, yeah, get rid of... You know, stomp yeah. on these bugs for me or whatever. But uh, I've never really had, a, like, a, a problem with that. Yeah. I had a mouse once, and my dog just looked at it like... <laughs> What an asshole. Uh, what am I, a cat? <laughs> anyway, Tom, mm -hmm. uh, the people voted. It was the people next door. They were leaving cheese out. <laughs> really? I think so. Why were they leaving cheese out? That's a waste of perfectly good cheese. It was old cheese, and they were like, oh, better the mouse than us. Well, just throw it out then. 
That's why I screamed into the wall. <laughs> nice. And they did. Just throw that cheese out. <laughs> and they were like, sorry. <laughs> you hear the rancid cheese banging down the garbage chute. <laughs> um, Tom, the people voted. They voted on this self-help book. This is e! our first nonfiction uh, yeah, book. Yeah, so people are a little divided. No. Um, uh, look, Tom, I'm always trying to better myself. Mm-hmm. Uh, it shows. Is that sarcasm? Why would you think it's sarcasm? Tom, it sounds like you have a self-confidence issue. I probably do, Tom. Did you take the test that I sent you? <laughs> I did take the test, yeah. Okay. Uh, uh, just just have it ready. Okay, yeah. I'll pull it up while you're talking. Um, okay. So uh, there, uh, there's this book. It's published in 1989. It's like the self-help book of... Uh, our generation and the generation before us, right? Yeah, like, like it's inspired a lot of the self-help books that have followed, right? Yeah, it's the one that, like, I think, like, my parents had a copy of this when yeah. I was growing up. I feel like self-help books get the, uh, uh, like, reputation of... Uh, uh, self-help books are books to help you because you have a problem, because you, you know, there's something wrong. Uh, but most self-help books aren't like that. Most self-help books are like, no, we're going to make you a f like, I guess people think like, uh, I have a problem, but it's like a vague problem. It's not yeah. like, oh, I'm afraid of the dark and let me buy a book that teaches me not to be afraid it's of like, the dark. I'm unhappy all the time. <laughs> right. I just don't feel fulfilled. Yeah. My life kind of sucks and I don't know exactly why. Right. Or and how. And and that a lot of these books uh, say like, hey, we we've we've got a way to make you a fully actualized person. Yeah, and uh, I think uh, Stephen Covey might have the answer here, Tom. Uh, in the in his uh, Seven Habits, it's mostly about building character, and that takes time. But we'll get to that, Tom. <laughs> All right. It's just part one. Uh, Stephen Covey, Tom. Uh huh. The, so. Uh, there's uh, a foreword here from the 25th anniversary printing five years ago from this guy from uh, who wrote like Good to Great. Do you know those? Uh, uh, it it's sounds like a vaguely book. familiar. But yeah. it's like all these business, all these self-help and like business books, they all promote each other's books, which is weird because you'd be like, ah, uh, you'd think like, ah, uh, they must cannibalize sales because uh, like if so, if a book worked, they you know like. I'm cured. Why would, why would the good uh, great guy be like? Let me promote this other book about how to how to be great or whatever yeah. effective. And then I just realized, oh no, there's a market for this, and none of these books work. But everybody will just keep like trying to find the next thing that might work for them. Yeah, I bet there's some kind of research about uh, how like people the the. the the percentage of self-help books that are sold to people that buy X amount of self-help books a year or whatever. Yeah. Cause I feel like, and that's even almost a cliche that, uh, that some people, the, the type of people that read self-help books and talk about it a lot are always talking about the latest self-help book and, yeah. and talking about, Oh, this is, this is the one, this, yeah, this is, is the, the one, one that cure me that. Yeah. It's finally going to, uh, you know, kick my life into shape. Yeah. So it has that. It has a, a few uh, pages from that other author. 
First, Tom, you're not going to believe this. Okay. There, You know how they have, in the beginning of paperback books, like no. blurbs from uh-huh. like uh, famous, famous people yeah. and other... One, two, three, four, five... There's like 15 pages of blurbs. Look, at a certain point... Part of that cover price you're paying for is you're paying for those blurbs. Let me ask, let me tell you this though, Tony Robbins, yeah, Michael Phelps, uh, Meg Look, Whitman, Michael Phelps, Tim smoked marijuana, Governor Mitt Romney and First Lady Ann Romney, and Meg, Ariana Huffington. Talk to me when you've got Ariana Grande's. I'll talk to you when Carl uh, Malone. <laughs> Of the Utah Jazz. Oh, all right. I I apologize. Uh, I think Stedman, maybe. Uh, oh, Oprah's, Oprah's husband. Yeah. They're married now. I don't know. Did they get married like ten? Marie Osmond. <laughs> all these people wrote like paragraphs about yeah. this. It's like, look, man, you can drop Marie Osmond's sign off. Huh? Like Senator Orrin Hatch. Yeah. Joel Peterson, chairman of the board of JetBlue. Come on. Like, these aren't big names. Like, Robert Allen, author of Creating Wealth and Nothing Down. Seth Godin. Tom, these are... And uh, Steve Young, the guy, the quarterback that replaced Joe, Mant- Montana, <laughs> Joe Montana. <laughs> look, Tom. I'm just saying, at some point, look at all these and say, you know what? We're going to fill one page with the most well-known people here. Sorry, oh, Admiral, sorry. Admiral Vern Clark, would he make your list? No, he wouldn't. Him and Marie Osmond and Carl Malone, they'd be left uh, right. in the trash. So bin. there's like 15 pages of that. Then there's the foreword of this guy who wrote all these other business books. A bunch of like, blurbs that their assistants wrote. Yeah. And then uh, there's uh, a Covey family to a highly effective father. So this guy... <laughs> It's uh, like you're gonna write the, the forward. Now he died. He died at age 79 in a like a bike accident. Like he oh, was doing no. like hardcore mountain biking uh-huh. uh, at 79 wow. and like got into a horrible accident. But it's like, man, this guy was effective. Yeah, it sounds like it. Jesus, yeah. 79 riding a mountain bike. Um, it, it did kill him. So <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> fair. Uh, and uh. uh his his children wrote this this even they've tribute. got to probably be pretty old. There's nine of them. Nine. Wow, he was effective. Stephen Covey had fifty two grandchildren. Even his kids were effective. His grandfather fifty two. So that's f- more than f- more than five kids a kid. Yeah. Guess what, Tom? They're Mormons. Oh, I see. Yeah. Okay. And I didn't realize that, but like he's like. Oh, that's how he got old uh, Mitch Romney's. Yeah. Endorsement. And Carl Malone, just the Utah connection. <laughs> right. Uh, but uh, yeah, he's like the author's, I think, grandfather was like one of the first people in the Mormon church or whatever. So it's, it's always weird when, when uh, I don't know, look. There's a lot of God stuff in this book that they try to be like, oh, but you don't have to care about the God stuff. But then he's like, but the main pillar is really faith in God. So, uh, you know, be very religious. That's how to be effective. So I'm a little, I'm a little skeptical of this book, Tom. Okay. But here's what. Uh, and you think God's dead? Me? Yeah. Yeah, he died in a bike accident. <laughs> uh, 
this is what his children wrote. Okay. Uh, an excerpt from the their their foreword. So it's signed by all like all nine of them. Yeah. Uh-huh. The nine people can't hold a pen at the same time. Our family knew him as unpretentious and uninhibited, often carrying on full conversations with strangers while wearing fake buck teeth or outrageous <laughs> wigs to cover his trademark bald head. What? Oh, this guy is effective. Did you know anything about Stephen Covey's <laughs> no. trademark bald head? No, like, uh, I know who that bald guy is, the guy who wrote The Seven Habits of Highly Effective, effective People. We cringed when we got trapped in an elevator with And that him. doesn't explain the buck teeth. <laughs> yeah. we, we cringed when we got trapped in an elevator with him, knowing that within seconds he would turn and face the other passengers, violating their personal space, and with a big smile on his face, cheerfully say, you may have wondered why I called this short meeting, and then laugh hysterically at his own joke. How many fucking elevators did they get stuck in? That was my first question. Well, he's probably bringing all these damn kids in the elevator at once. It's over the weight limit. Yeah. But, yeah, it's like, uh... Stop going in elevators with this guy. Yeah, I'd be like, I'll take the stairs, Dad. And guess what? Uh, it's 2019. Maybe violating people's space in an elevator <laughs> isn't uh, isn't the the story you want to be sharing. I mean, that's like pretty funny, but that's also like a dad joke. Yeah, you know, that's like a pretty standard dad. It's joke. a good. It's a good joke. It's a good joke. My problem with those kinds of jokes is that. Um, People that make those kinds of jokes always expect like a like they get mad if they don't get a huge response. Yeah. If like a guy did that in an elevator and turned around, and you're like, <laughs> they'd be like, "What's the matter? You don't have a sense of humor?" And it's like, nah, it was just like kind of funny, man. Yeah, you went out on a limb and yeah, like, I didn't buy a ticket to this show. Yeah. It was it was all right. We're stuck in a fucking elevator. Yeah, I'm a captive audience. Yeah. Like, yeah. Plus, you got all these children here. Yeah, where's my wallet? Yeah. That one took it, the yeah, little one. The little one, one of the five little ones. Yeah, and you'll never get it back. And he crawls up into the top of the elevator. <laughs> um, and then there's a forward for the 2004 edition, Tom, which was, I guess, the 15th anniversary. Yeah. Um, where it's basically, uh, uh, Covey was still alive at the time. And he was just like, man, life is getting complicated. Yeah. Things are, are a lot more complex than when I wrote it. But guess what? That's why this book is even more helpful now. Mm. And then another thing. He wrote this other book called The Eighth Habit, like years later, mm-hmm. which is fucking bullshit, right? Yeah. Yeah, I learned from God. He didn't He didn't say, uh, here's another commandment here's I forgot about. the 11th commandment. It's its own, it's, uh, it's on a, you know, its own slab. And guess what? <laughs> guess what? It's, it's. It costs just as much to read as the other ones. Yeah, just add it, <laughs> add it to the back of the book. Yeah, it sounds like they have Change no problem. Change to the eight habits of highly effective people. Yeah, get rid of some of those blurbs. Yeah, jeepers, creepers. What was the eighth thing? I don't know, I didn't read that book, yeah. Tom. That you could just look it up. Tom, we're only covering part one on this week's episode. Okay. Um, and he doesn't even get into the seven habits, the seven deadly habits. <laughs> Sin, sloth, lust, greed. Yeah. Pride, envy. Wow. I mean, sin, uh, uh, sloth, envy, pride, greed, lust. 
<laughs> Where are the other ones? Oh, not anger. Wrath. Wrath, yeah, which is anger in a way. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. Um, let's see, what else? There's one more. Let's see if if you can get it. What the hell is this? Just give me a fucking gluttony. Yeah. Surprised that you forgot that one, Tom. <laughs> well, wouldn't be the first time. <laughs> uh, so, so he just uh, he talks about paradigms and principles here, Tom. Okay. And it's kind of boring. Now, what does the word paradigm mean, Tom? I'm glad you asked. <laughs> the the way that he describes it, it's it's a map. It's the way that you see things. It's the way that you navigate through the world. Mm. So. If you were trying to get somewhere in Cleveland, okay, and you only had a map of Detroit, I'm not going to be able to get there. You're not going to be able to get what you want. You need the proper paradigm. You need to be looking at the world through the proper paradigm to get around Cleveland. I'm going to write a self-help book called Paradigm to Paradise. Ooh, number one bestseller. Yeah, I'm on it right now. Here's the other way that he... the first chapter. I'm going to explain. Let's say you had a map of Detroit, but you need to get to Cleveland. <laughs> All right, go on. Well, I'll just explain what a map is and then what a paradigm is. A paradigm's like a map. Yeah. And then I'll, I'll talk about cheeseburger in paradise for a bit. Uh, so this is about, uh, you know, basically the paradigm is the context. He shows, he, look. And now what's context? Tom? I'm not going to tell you that. You're going to have to read the book yourself. Spanish for with text. He 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 has this picture of like uh Oh the, yeah. It's the whole, you can't tell if it's a beautiful young woman looking away or an ugly old woman with old like crone. a shawl. Yeah. Yeah. So he uses this picture that like I don't know. I guess we all saw when we were little kids, right? Yeah, it's, it's like it's, when they show you a vase, and it's like, is this two? Is this two vases or two faces looking at each other? Right. So, but he he has a he illustrates this by being like, "Hey, there was a class that I had." Right? I would think they would have updated it uh, nowadays with a magic eye. Ooh, I mean, at least in the nineties. Man, and I'm then gonna they... look at some magic eyes tonight. Nice. <laughs> Uh, you know, just thinking about. You would about, think that Magic Eye would have come back by now, right? Yeah, because now they can just put them online. You don't need to go buy a poster yeah. or a book. I had a book and oh, a poster. Really? I had uh, uh, Creatures of the Deep. Ooh, scary! Yeah, I only learned to do it, you know, like after the fad was over. Uh, were you trying so hard during? The oh fad? yeah, you had to relax your eyes. I you? know. Now I could do it, no problem. Yeah. yeah, I could do it. Like it's just like a little trick you do. Yeah. So they they have this picture that could be an old lady or a young lady, mm-hmm. and uh, he all right. So he's explaining this class that he went to in college, where first they they prepped half the class with this picture of the young lady looking kind of thing. Okay, and yeah, they, but it's like, that's like an altered one. Yeah, and then they 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 prepped the other half of the class with uh, yeah. an altered version of the old lady, right? But just showed it to him for like a couple seconds, right? And so that's like the paradigm that. Uh, the, uh, that they're going into, yeah, and so then they put the 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 picture that could be yeah, either one like up, mixed, and uh, they're like, "What do you see?" And then some guy raises his hand. He's like, "I see a young lady," and another guy's like, "Oh no, I see an old crone." Why would you even raise your hand? 
right? <laughs> and then they start arguing. Uh, uh, the professor then asks one student to explain what he saw to a student on the opposite side of the room. As they talked back and forth, communications, communication problems flared up. What do you mean, old lady? She couldn't be more than 20 or 22 years old. Oh, come on. You have to be joking. She's 70. She could be pushing 80. And the first guy says this, Tom. What's the matter with you? Are you blind? This lady is young, good-looking. I'd like to take her out. She's lovely. <laughs> well, come on. It's still just it's a, a cartoon. A lady. I mean, it's a very simple cartoon And the, the young lady, the face isn't even looking at the at the camera. No, you have no idea. She could be horribly disfigured on the other. You know, maybe, you know, she's got a, you know, a sparkling personality yeah. and you can look past that, but still so basically that whole thing and you know what it was illustrative because he was just kind of like you know what like everybody's coming from a different perspective and everybody's paradigms that they're that they're coming into are different so you have to respect that and like you just need to you know stop attacking other people did he comment about how weird that student is no yeah no made this whole i think that student might have been him (laughs) <laughs> yeah. I think he Maybe married the lady the, in the, the picture. <laughs> he had nine children with her. Maybe that's what is revealed at the end. Ooh. I married that 70-year-old woman. She spent uh the last 15 years of her life pregnant. <laughs> All right, Tom. Uh and then he goes into uh uh the difference between the character ethic and the personality ethic. Okay. The character This ethic. sounds like a little uh, Scientology. Yeah, all of this is... Basically, the character ethic he says he found in like writings from like Benjamin Franklin and the rest of the Founding Fathers, where it's like, to be successful and Before effective Before, after in he life, got zapped by lightning. Probably after, when, he, when the uh, wisdom from God came into him straight from <laughs> the heavens. Right. Zeus... Man, what percentage of people who get struck by lightning die? Uh, like a pretty good percent. I think probably like half. No. Yeah, I think it's oh. like half. I, right. think, I no longer want to get struck by lightning. I think maybe even most people who get nah, struck by lightning. No, it's not most. I think it's most. No, nah, I read something recently. It was less than you think. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I saw a guy get struck by lightning once. He didn't die. Yeah, exactly. I saw a guy get struck by lightning once. I don't know if he died or not. Well, inconclusive. <laughs> Either 50% of the time or uh, 100% of the time you live. Yeah. Anyway, I, I, I don't like those odds. Me neither. Yeah. I don't want to get struck by lightning. <laughs> Wait, but you said you did before. Yeah, no, but now I... I, I You've thought better yeah. of it. Uh, and basically, the Ben Franklin approach was like, uh, build your character. Like, use your willpower to be a good person um and and that will bring happiness and then after world war ii tom uh-huh. all the writings tended to be towards the personality ethic where it's like don't develop your character develop your personality and you'll get what you want but the personality ethic tom uh-huh it's just a bunch of shortcuts and tricks it's about like hey here's how to pretend to relate to people without really understanding people so, uh, you know, turn around and, and say, uh, I called you all here for a meeting. Yeah, exactly, right? Yeah. I don't know. I don't want to speak ill of the dead, but uh, this guy seems like he's full of a bunch of, uh, a lot of hot air. Most of the people who die from lightning 
fatalities are men. Really? Yeah. Mm. Get some. Oh, uh, a lot of them happened on um, golf courses. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Huh. And they and basically they said like <laughs> men are stupid. <laughs> like men are more likely to be like, oh, it's fine. We can we'll be out of lightning. Yeah. Yeah. Where women are like, hey, the lightning can kill us. I think, you know, you might call me a scaredy cat, but I think I'm pretty. Uh, you just said you careful. don't think lightning kills many people. Yeah, but I'm still afraid of it. Hmm. I still wouldn't go outside in a lightning storm. Kills most people on a Saturday. Well, that's when people are out and about. Yeah, I can't find doing the percentage activities. of people who get hit that die. I'll keep researching. No, why don't why don't you stop researching <laughs> and we'll we'll talk about the book. I think it is a low number. I think yeah, you're right. I think I, I I can't remember where I started reading an article and I got bored or I got scared of lightning. So I, I got oh, man, I have such a headache. Like a few minutes ago, I. Googled a magic eye thing while you were talking. I know, Tom. <laughs> uh, my head hurts so Good. bad. Good. <laughs> Hope you fucking pass out. There was just a dumb shark in there, too. Oh, was it a creature of the deep? Yeah, but it was just like one. It wasn't. Uh, really... I, this had a lot of them, Tom. Yeah. It was next to my bed. No, that's what I, I would have liked to see. Yeah. Uh, maybe uh, may, uh, that might still be in my attic. I could give it to you, Tom. <laughs> Hey, go to my parents' you house. You know what? Even if you could just take a picture of it for me, that'd be nice. Yeah. You know, All right. I could get by with just that. Sounds good. Tom, mm-hmm. another thing. Look, I'm not going to get into all the, the Scientology-esque <laughs> jargon. It's like, I think all these books, do they have to be like, uh, we just have to like kill you with words until, because like when I was reading this, Tom, right now I'm explaining it back to you. Uh-huh. I'm like, this kind of sounds like bullshit or obvious stuff. Yeah. But when- you're in it, and you're reading paragraph paragraph after paragraph of like him essentially saying the same thing that the, it's obvious. You're just kind of like, this yeah. is profound and life changing. Oh my god! I mean, that's what a lot of re- religious texts are. Yeah, that's like the the uh, the process of actually like re- reading it, and especially like you know reading it over and over and over. It's like, yeah, this makes a lot of sense. Yeah, they wear you down. Yeah. Um. It's weird because he does say like, read this like one of the things he's like here's how to here's how to get the most out of this book, read it um in and keep in mind that like you want to teach it to somebody mm. so like try to learn it to to teach to tell to explain to your spouse or your yeah. friend or whatever, and uh, I'm explaining it to you I was like oh cool I'm gonna get a lot <laughs> out of this book pretend you're doing a Patreon exclusive podcast, and you had to explain the book to somebody. But the other thing is that works against them because once you start saying this shit out loud, you're like, "Oh, this is dumb and obvious." <laughs> yeah, right? maybe. But if you say it to other, maybe it's like, "Well, say it to like you know, explain this to somebody dumber," and they'll be like, "Huh," and then it'll make you feel like a real genius. Um. That makes sense. Like, if you were explaining these concepts to me right now and I wasn't busy looking at magic eyes or trying to figure out how many people die from lightning every year, I would, yeah, I you might. Acted, you acted like you were revealing to me, like, guess what? I was looking at a magic eye. <laughs> you had your iPad two inches from your face for 10 minutes, Tom. <laughs> your eyes were crossed. <laughs> Couldn't even see your eyes. Uh,. Yeah, if you were like telling me all this stuff and I was, you know, uh, going like, oh, wow, huh, 
then you might think like, huh, I, uh, yeah, Tom's real impressed. I'm a real smart guy now. Yeah. Let me, uh, you know, uh, continue my studies here. Anyway. I would say, too, though, in fairness to, to him and religious texts, um, I, if I read something once, I don't retain it. So I do need to read things multiple times again through my thick skull. Yeah. Okay. Another principle, and uh, this is almost the end of the jargon, is the P slash PE balance. Okay. Uh, P slash PC balance. Sorry. Politically PC correct. Culture, yeah. and uh, no, it's the productivity and the productivity capability balance. Okay. Uh, and then he goes in and explains uh, the story of the goose that laid the golden egg. <laughs> okay. Right? Yeah. Do you know the story of the goose that laid the golden egg? It was like uh, a goose laid a golden egg and they were like, wow, this is great. Let's have the goose lay more golden eggs and maybe it stopped. See, I always thought I knew the story, right? right. But then you're like, well, what's the point of that story? Yeah. And that goose's wound always like golden eggs. Geese. Uh, gosling grows up to be one. Uh, it's the gosling that laid the golden egg. And the egg was La La Land, right? Right, Tom. See you next week. No, yeah. Yes, you're right. Uh, no, no. The story that you said, uh, and I was like, oh, I, I don't need, I could skim this part. And that's like, Tim, you should have written for the Oscars. <laughs> should. Uh, so this uh, this guy got a, a goose, and he's like, uh, the, the, the Kobe added some flair Kobe to it. Kobe got a goose, too? No, Kobe was telling oh. about this poor farmer, okay. and the goose laid a golden egg, and the farmer's like, eh, fuck this, I'm going to throw this egg out. Why is it made out Because I f- can't do this. And he's like, wait. And he went to like a, a, somebody, to like a gold merchant. They're like, yeah. nope, this is solid gold. He's like, oh, well, then I'll keep it. I won't throw it out. Yeah, and no, the next no day, shit, idiot. goose laid another golden egg and he's like ah great so he just every day if you goes had in. two eggs made a solid gold yeah guess what the third day a third egg solid gold it's a lot of money yeah he's he you know they could be tiny no they could i'm thinking be like, they're goose uh, size eggs i don't know what a goose i think is. goose eggs are pretty big it's a like, big zero on the scoreboard if you ask big, me. yeah they're bigger than chicken eggs um and uh okay uh, so it kept laying the eggs, and then the the farmer's like, "I'm getting rich. Guess what? I'm gonna get really rich all at once. I'm gonna rip this goose open and get all the eggs out of it." Oh, what an idiot! Yeah, he's a fucking farmer. You would think he knows how egg production. Yeah, works. I mean, did he think that would work with regular eggs? Yeah. So anyway, he killed the goose. That so basically, it's a balance between the the P is the productivity, and the PC is the productivity capability he killed the the capability and so he got none of the productivity mm. and it's a balance between it you want to be productive so basically your car uh will uh run better if you maintain it and yeah, then you want to run product- into the yeah, ground yeah you don't run things in- and basically he could have just been like don't run things into the ground or yourself into the ground but he spent like a full chapter on it Goose eggs are the largest of common barnyard poultry. They average three to four and a half inches in length. 
the circumference of seven inches. Ooh. <laughs> uh, the yolk, just the yolk, is sometimes as large as a chicken egg. And you can use one goose egg for every two chicken eggs in a recipe if you're a creep. Who the hell would buy a goose egg? <laughs> Who's making goose egg omelets? Tom, I was going to define uh, uh, effectiveness. Okay. But he doesn't. So I think it's... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I want to hear what you have to say. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, uh, there's the seven habits, uh, and, and we're going to get to them in... in, in the 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 next few weeks is one of them biting your nails. No, one is be pro proactive. Okay, have it too. Is begin with the end in mind. All right. Uh, like, uh, I don't know, Pulp Fiction or something. Right, all <laughs> out of order. Make your life all out of order. Jumbled. <laughs> uh, put first things first. And second things second. Uh, think win win. I think he was the first guy to say win win. I think he was also the first guy to say paradigm shift. Oh, okay. So I think I know why this book was like, yeah, uh, you know. uh, influential. Yeah. Uh, be the first, uh, seek first to understand, then be understood. That's uh, habit mm. five. Uh, Yoda yeah. said that. Habit six is synergize. Hey, that's who what loves Martha synergy Stewart. more than me and you? Yeah. Uh, number seven is that's what Martha Stewart. What she 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 loves synergy. Yeah. Uh, sharpen the saw, which I think uh, is habit seven, which I think means like. Well, yeah, you gotta cut stuff. You gotta be ready. So this is gonna take you from dependence to what, Tom? Codependence. Nope. Independence. Independence, but guess what? Independence isn't the final goal interdependences. What does that mean? Having um, other people depend on you? Look, dependence, everybody's got to wipe your ass for you. A baby's dependent. <laughs> right. Independent, you can do everything yourself. Yeah. Interdependence is hooking up with other people around you and achieving more together than either one of you could have uh, achieved on your own. So like synergy. Yeah. Yeah, Tom. Synergize. But let's not jump ahead. Uh, I asked you to take a test. Yeah. Um, it's uh, the uh, personal effectiveness quotient assessment. Yes. Um, basically, it, it'll tell you how effective you are right now. Uh-huh. Um, and uh, then for each of the habits, it will tell you like how good you are existing at each habit. Yes. But we're only going to go for the overall. Okay. Right? P-E-Q right now. Now, the scores are based on uh, 0 to 100. Yes. Uh, a highly effective person will score 85 and above. All right. A mostly effective person will score 65 to 84. Uh-huh. A less effective person will uh, score 64 and below. Uh-huh. Tom, can you reveal to me right now your PEQ overall score? Well, first off, I don't want this to reflect on my score, but uh, uh, I thought I had synced the file to my iPad, and I had not. <laughs> oh, God. So but instead I of do... doing that, you looked at a magic eye? Look, I said I don't want it to reflect on my score. But I do remember my overall score. Okay, cool. I think. I remember it being one of two numbers. Okay. And they're both within a few numbers of each other. They're both fucking one 
make me want to blow my brains out. Yeah, yeah. 42. <laughs> yeah, mine is 50. I mean, mine was either 42 or 46. Yeah. I can't remember Didn't exactly. that make you feel like, I feel like, well, fuck this. I'm going to throw this book out. Uh, yeah, and just I'm hopeless. Like, go uh, drown myself in the sea. Yeah. Well, and it reminded me so much. Like I said, I took the, the personality quiz at the Scientology headquarters and this test was not as invasive and not as long, but it was very similar. <laughs> oh, I thought the results were very similar. No, and the results uh, were very similar. It looks like just the Scientologists like, were right about you, Tom. Yeah, we're just like, oh, the test says you're fucked. <laughs> like, boy, like, we can help you, but it's not going to be easy. But, but good news, because we're the only ones that can help you. Well, Stephen Covey... Wants to help Tom. Yeah, it's either the Scientologists or the Mormons. Pick your poison. Yeah, or or tying a brick to my leg and jumping in the river. Yeah. Well, don't try that yet, Tom. Because Tim, I wouldn't be able to drown with just a brick tied to my leg. I'm a very strong swimmer. I went in the ocean recently. Very strong swimmer. Yeah, but you would get tired of swimming eventually. Yeah, but I'd probably just, just climb back out. I do a dead man's float. Die? No, you you come up for air once in a while. Not with a brick tied to your. Yeah, I could. <laughs> Pretty buoyant. You couldn't do the dead man's float with a brick tied to you. Uh, I think I probably still could. I'd reposition the brick. Put well, it, put you it on just, my back. You could just not do this in the first place. <laughs> You're the one who tied the brick. Dude. Yeah, I probably. Yeah, I'm not very good at tying knots. So I'd probably be able to get it off. It probably wouldn't even stay on. <laughs> That's how the brick would just fall into the That's water. That's how ineffective would, I am. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> takes a real effective person to drown themselves in the river. Uh, well, Tom, we'll fix that. Good. Well, I'm glad you're 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 being taught how to teach this to somebody else. Yeah. Now, do I have to learn it? Like I have to teach it to somebody else? I think so. Oh man. But we have this recorded, so yeah, you'll just I can listen like, to it over and over again. Yeah, and just memorize all the things that I say. Yeah. Need Look. something to listen to while I'm working on my magic eyes. Part of me thinks... Also, this uh, often reads like a far right-wing screed where it's like, people who were born poor were born poor because they're bad people. <laughs> Because like, God hated them. Yeah, pretty much. Like They need to take responsibility for that and try harder... Uh, than anybody else in the world because they need to take responsibility for their lot in life. And I, I kind of get that, but also it's like, I think I, it's also making me a, a monster. Mm. I think the more I read this book, the more I get into it, I'm just like, yeah, and sick people should stop being so sick. Yeah, they should just go away. Yeah. Stop getting the rest of us sick. And women, back in the kitchen with you. <laughs> Well, is that even in the book, or is that that's just something you've been thinking yeah, it's about? It's just something I've been kicking around. <laughs> right. uh, well, Tim, I'm excited to hear more about this book and uh, get my life out of the gutter. Tom, we're going to be fucking... You know what? We're going to be so effective, it's going to make everybody sick. Yeah, guess what? When we're done with this, we're going to have the number one podcast on <laughs> Patreon and iTunes. Wow. Yeah. I mean... Based on the the first week, I don't know if I've really learned that much, but there's nothing to learn. I'm excited to try. Yeah, basically, it's like, hey, I'm gonna teach you stuff. You're you're an idiot. 
And I was like, okay, Kobe, you would know. I mean, the guy that can't even fucking ride an elevator without it getting stuck. <laughs> I guess you know everything I should do. Anyway, uh, thanks for listening. Hey, yeah. everybody follow along, and we'll all become uh, horrible, horrible monsters. Together. Right? Yeah. Hey, interdependence. Yeah. Oh, maybe we can start a thing like where we... A cult. Yeah, but we'll like a crime cult. <laughs> like we'll all do crimes together. All right. I'm in. All right. Crime uh, cult activate. Thank you for supporting the show. We'll see you next week. Baby, baby,